Basically, we're just, we're as good as Taylor Swift without the money. Talking about their favorite themes on silver screen. They'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler free? It's time for Single Best Scene. Hi. Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week, we have a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Sophie is pitching, and I just realized I don't even know what you're pitching. So do you want to tell the audience? I'm pitching Narcos. You're yes. pitching Narcos. Okay. Narcos. Um, one of my favorite shows, truly. Uh, it is described as an American tri- crime drama television series set in Colombia, featuring two... U.S. FBI agents who are on the trail of notorious drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. (laughs) So everything about this show is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds right up your alley. It's adorable. It is three seasons. Yes, it's three seasons. (laughs) 30 episodes it is so bingeable and the intro music is so tangoey and delightful just everything about it is fantastic so adorable why why would a show where people get murdered constantly be adorable well let me tell you <laughs> first of all one of the fbi agents has matthew mcconaughey energy And he is the one who also narrates most of this story. So from the jump, I was in. Like my turning point, this actor's voice. Like (laughs) Like the voiceover came in and you were like, I'm sold. Yep. I'm like, is that Matthew? (laughs) (laughs) Matt? (laughs) Matt, sir. Um, Oh, Mr. McConaughey, didn't know you were on here. Um, And then they showed this like blonde, honestly, kind of Matthew McConaughey vibe guy. And I was like, okay, cool. Not Matthew McConaughey, but adjacent and I will take it. And he is one of the main characters. Another main character is, um, wait, what's his actual name? Is it, do you know, is it, it's not Matthew McConaughey, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. It is not the, I always picture the actor from the killing, but I don't think it's him. Like when I see Narcos come up on my Netflix suggested for you I always think it's that the actor's name is Boyd Holbrook sounds very country he's been in milk out of the furnace gone girl he was in gone girl Ooh, who was was he was he the detective in gone girl maybe he oh I bet he was the um, sorry, now this is going to be a Gone Girl podcast, but do you remember when Amy gets, Amy down? I love that movie. I've seen it so many times, but when I've she gets, okay, she gets robbed at her motel by that young couple and they like beat her up and take her money. Okay. I bet he plays that guy. Okay. If I had to guess, I mean, listeners, let me know if I'm wrong, but I think. Uh, I'm wrong. And then, um, Javier Pena is the other, hmm. um, FBI agent played by Pedro Pascal and they're both like these handsome guys and then I did not know Pedro Pascal was in was in the show I I really like him as an actor oh what else is he in I could I think he's in the Mandalorian 
He also did the table read for community. He's been in quite a few. Apparently he blew up the internet last night. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But he's, uh, he'll like kind of randomly like pop up and things. And I'm always like, oh, love that little surprise. The land born actor. Mm -hmm. Best known for a role of something that is not narcos which is insane because he is literally one of the main characters <laughs> one of three main characters in well if you think about like the mandalorian is oh, like the most oh, he was in game of thrones yeah i was gonna say he the other two things he he's been in have been like cultural phenomenons right he was so, in season four of game of thrones with as oberon martell yeah he was to- from the house of martell doesn't mean anything to me and then I quit right around that time, so it doesn't mean much to me. Either. Um, in 2016, he starred in an American Chinese film called The Great Wall alongside Matt Damon. Oh. A little known actor, Matt yeah. Damon. Small actor, Matt Damon. Um, yeah, he was in Kingsman. He did the, so the community cast did a table read, and you know, I love community, but for, I think they oh, did yeah. it for like feed america but he did walton goggins role like from the episode mm-hmm. and he has to say like he left you a vial of sperm and he in the in the table read cannot through get through his line like, uh-huh. he thinks it's so funny and like they're supposed to be acting and everybody just has to wait because he has to say it like five times like i betroth to you sperm like i give yeah. you sperm and he like can't do it that's amazing which like I always pictured him as a drama actor so it was really funny to see him in this role yeah he was also in the good wife oh apparently that was a Matthew Crawley show for me so I didn't finish it but heard great things on order without a choice Buffy he was in an episode of Buffy I'm not wearing my Buffy sweatshirt tonight yeah he he, I think he's one of those actors that's like been around forever and then got like dubbed like an overnight sensation, uh-huh. which like is just so inaccurate. <laughs> like, I mean, right? Yeah, not true. Right. It's like he's, he's been like, working for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, he's like famous for Game of Thrones, but like has been on TV since like nineteen ninety seven. So that was a little Pedro, yeah. uh, Pedro rant. Yeah, that was that was Pedro. Um, can you imagine? And you might edit this out, but can you imagine a show in which like Pedro Pascal and um, Javier from Good Behavior are together? Oh, you don't even know. You don't. He, Good Behavior was a pitch I did, but he's so hot. Any listener, Javier? Oh my gosh, that would be a great show. Well, there we go. Listen, any uh, streaming services listening? Please feel free to take that. You don't even have to pay me. Um. So this whole thing is set in the late '80s in in Colombia, which is like at the time and I don't know about now but at the time was super corrupt and so the government gives like the corruption is what makes it so fun because you're not really sure who is clean and who's dirty and you know you find out oh my gosh I thought we could trust this guy and we couldn't that's like all the FBI side so the Pedro side just a testament to this like brilliant writing acting the whole nine yards is the viewer ends up like kind of falling in love with Pedro wait Pablo Pablo kind of falling in love with Pablo and I mean not in like a he's sexy way but in the like you're like Pablo like what a sweetheart (laughs) 
<laughs> because he's not hot like he's not um he definitely has like a dad bod situation going on like deeply and it's like the 80s also and he's just like I don't think we ever see him without a shirt on like that is not the energy he's giving out he has one wife I think he he might actually once in a while but like he's like for the most part like has this one wife and yeah. has like a couple kids um Pablo is played by an actor named Wagner Maura and he's hot <laughs> yeah he's hot in real life like in I real life I think he's wearing like, a fat suit and yeah they might have given him a fat suit but he's just like it's just the most endearing character even though he's in charge of this huge cartel that ends up you know like murdering people on the daily um it's just like he's so endearing like you you want him to keep escaping like evading (laughs) but you also want the fbi guys to like you know track him down and like stop all of the all the drug crimes and you end up meeting like you know other gangs along the way and like i also just find like the way that they just the inner workings of the gang i always think are really interesting like how they would just like dig pits in the middle of a farm and like bury money because they had so much and they didn't know what to do with it and they couldn't just put it all in a bank like before they could like figure out the bank thing they were just burying cases of money like what that's always so wild to me and like every show I feel like set in a certain time period will do that where like the like it's like a treasure hunt almost yes like where it's like they left all this money in the ground and you're like what it's the reverse though because they're the ones who are burying no 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 I know but like sorry I should have been a little bit clearer but like in like 30 years if someone was reading about Pablo Escobar they'd be like we have a treasure hunt because they buried all this money in the ground well apparently like and I mean it makes sense because they're drug like you can't just like take loads of cash to a bank and be like this is from my small business like that's why people like end up money laundering learned that from weeds yes right exactly exactly yeah i gotta clean that money um and of course this is like the 80s and it's columbia so they're nowhere near where we are today with like electronic money Mm -hmm. um so the whole thing and but yeah like and it's like loosely based on fact his kids have or his son at least has like real son in real life has come out like against the show and been like you know you were unfair to my family like whatever whatever but was your reaction to that I sympathize with your father <laughs> like I think that the show was pretty sympathetic to him or were you like you're right the show probably did make him worse than he was no or his letter like nitpicked something where you were like yeah, that reminded me okay. of that time <laughs> reminded me of I Tanya when Tanya Harding was like, This show is this movie is inaccurate. I don't curse that much. Right. Like it's that's the part you're taking out. Like that's like that's the one thing that you're like That's the only thing that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, like so you're just totally owning up to all of the, the other rest of stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, um, excuse me, uh, so this movie is totally false. It is false advertising, it is slander. I was wearing a purple leotard, not a blue leotard at my first recital. And this is bullshit. Like, yeah, you're like, so, so just that's the one example. Like the rest of it. (laughs) Right. So like you, you did know that your, her knee was going to get bashed in. Mm -hmm. I remember reading her statement and being like, weird, weird flex. Not the part I would have gone with. I would have probably gone with the, like, 
extreme domestic abuse or right i don't know the big scandal right that got Not you fought like got you kicked out of the yeah right. <laughs> yeah 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 I actually think I remember when that when Netflix premiered it and the sun came out with the statement and thinking like out of all of the things this isn't it was really petty. It, it wasn't like the murders or anything. No, 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 no. It was I'm just like, assuming there's murder. I don't know. Oh, there's a lot of murder. Um like pretty graphic murder, although not the worst, but like yeah, this is not family friendly in any way. I can't remember what his, it had, it definitely had something to do with his family about like my dad never cheated on my mom or like he was a better dad than you guys are like making him look or something like that, which I'm like, you were like eight. Like, right. Also, he's still like one of the world's most prominent drug runners. Yes. So like, it's good to know that he was a caring father, but like he still murdered a lot of people (laughs) yeah it's it's brutal but yeah I started watching the show just because I love a crime drama I feel like I'd watch something adjacent to it before but I can't think of what I feel like that this, when this show came out on Netflix, that's kind of also when they dropped like Peaky Blinders. Like it was, they did these big Maybe dramas. Peaky Blinders, honestly. I, and I think Bloodline, like I think this was like 20, yeah. right, it was right, right around 2015, 2015, right? Yeah, August 2015 is in the first. I think this is when Netflix started just like throwing money into original content. Yeah, it is a Netflix original. Good call. And it is in Spanish. Well, it is in Spanish and in English. Like they do both um, because obviously the one main character is is uh, Steve. That's who Boyd Holbrook plays. His character's name is Steve. The FBI agent, he speaks in English when it's like they, they somewhat naturally do both Spanish and English together. So like his is Spanish it- is pretty bad, but Javier, Officer Pena is speaks in Spanish a lot because like he they're in yeah Columbia. Is, is it english dubbed or is it an english no, 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 show with spanish subtitles they do yeah no they don't so like you're kind of forced to read the subtitles because it is like they switch back and forth so much and mm-hmm. like but there will be like entire whole scenes in spanish because of like when it's pablo's guys talking to each other they're talking in spanish right right why so, wouldn't they right exactly so um yeah so the the season there's only like I said there's only three seasons the last season wrapped at the end of 2017 and pilot score I mean 10 out of 10 it was I mean, like, <laughs> turning point was like the first five seconds when I um heard the FBI agents almost not even McConaughey voice and what I think is so great about it is that it sort of does it all as far as a crime drama. You know, you get the heart, you get the suspense, you get the high stakes because people are dying all the time. And um, you get a little bit of like American and Colombian culture clashing, which, but it's like said in the 80s, so you feel a little bit removed, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is nice. And so, you know, it's just, and it's like beautifully shot, of course, like entirely shot in Columbia. 
if you love Law and Order SVU, Peaky Blinders, or if you're, you know, in the elite world, <laughs> going elite, and you're like, I went more Spanish shows. Um, go for this one. Um, honestly, equal amount of murders. <laughs> Let me guess. There's more murders in elite. <laughs> if you if you don't know the answer to that, binge elite so you can laugh along. Right, we we're not going to tell you if we're joking or not. Uh-uh. Um, didn't they, and you might be about to say this, but didn't they do a spinoff? Yes. They, after, and. Cause I didn't know that Narcos was only three seasons. I would have guessed that it was way, like there was way more Narcos. It's only three seasons. They had an house of cards issue where they peaked too soon oh my gosh I thought you were meaning like a house of cards issue because you know Kevin Spacey like raped that like has all of those sexual abuse allegations and they had to completely restructure you just mean a house of cards issue that like you had personally not like the show no, no, no. had it's a problem okay okay you're right because right. um, <laughs> that was of course okay. totally <laughs> they, had, they had a re- actual legit they had an actual legit um, scandal that a plot arc mistake like a scandal of, problem where it peaked and then it was just like all shit yes. from there peak too soon yeah which like, I understand these shows like if you're only getting picked up for five episodes ten episodes at a time like you do have to make the most of them right and since it was like you said at the beginning of Netflix really committing to their own original you know system they really weren't sure how long they were gonna get um I remember getting to the end of season one though and being like it seems like they're about to catch him. <laughs> like, how is there even going to be a season two? Like, is the, is they are they just going to catch him in the premiere? Like, then The Bridgerton did. They just got married. Right, exactly. So um, that's why it's only three seasons because they got too close to catching him too fast and then kind of had to drag it out. But they they managed to fill the, the back two and three seasons with, more they grew the world so we got oh, that's more good. of um rival cartels and how the drug empire was expanding to the US how mm-hmm. they were getting better at evading the law as they grew how they like were swallowing other gangs like the whole thing so um plus he does actually get captured like once or twice um are you spoiling this no, no, no. It's like a fact. Oh, okay. I was like, it, it's I don't a know. fact. He he got like like historical fact. He got captured once or twice. I can't remember. But definitely this one of those times they let him build his own prison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that's I think main like a big chunk of season two is like Pablo's stuck in his mansion that he's built for himself um with obviously an escape route you can build your own fucking prison the whole thing is hilarious but um <laughs> but yeah so they do okay wildly successful literally 8.8 rating on IMDb 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.9 on TV.com out of 10. Like, very highly rated show, super popular. 
had to end when it ended you know mm-hmm. it, it is what it is so netflix wanting to spin off of their success starts narcos mexico about the mexican cartels oh okay i figured that's what it was with the title yeah i and based on my watching of weeds i literally sorry i just i was when as we were talking about this i was like who was that really hot guy who was in the cartel that nancy had to marry in weeds like is he actually like i literally am looking up the cast of weeds right now like (laughs) Like, I mean, that's my, all of my drug knowledge is yeah. from weeds. No, no, no. It's like, it's a really good that foundation so hot, for was like so basic suburban people just wanting weeds. Um, but so I was aware that most of the Mexican cartel's business is not cocaine, but it's weed. Mm-hmm. So that is a big part of Narcos Mexico. I think I watched like, I gave it a while. I gave it like five or six episodes, maybe. And yeah, I've heard it doesn't have the same. I just didn't like charm. It. No, it was. They have a whole new cast, right? So a new protagonist, drug lord, and a new DEA An- agent. Sorry, antagonist. Lee that they work. Well, right, protagonist. <laughs> well, but like, it's like kind of a blurry line. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, fair. That's the whole thing of it, right? Um, like anti-hero, but like everybody is the whole idea. And I said FBI. There is the DEA, DEA. Under the FBI. Are they related? Are they separate? I don't know. Whatever. My God, everything I said about FBI, they're all DEA agents. So <laughs> glad I realized that this point in the um in the podcast. So but whatever. New DEA agent. My problem with Narcos Mexico is. I wasn't really rooting for either of them. Um, I guess kind of I was rooting for the drug lord, but they made him way too like business focused. I think like he didn't really have, like it wasn't a really well-rounded character in the first five or six episodes, which is insane. It's five or six hours of TV. Right. I'm not going to give him like a compelling character. And the DEA agent fucking sucked <laughs> from the jump. Like, literally, I'm pretty sure the show opens with this guy telling his wife and small child who live in California, hey, I know you guys don't want to move, but we're going to Mexico because of my job and it's going to be a good opportunity for me. And the wife is mad and the kid doesn't want to go. Like, that's how we learn about him. Yeah, and they then- probably could have introduced him a little bit softer to a his audience. Softer. And then he gets into the office, the DEA office in Tijuana or wherever the fuck they are. And, like, none of the DEA agents there give a fuck about anything. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, you guys don't care? Like, blah, blah. And they're like, nah, man. You just, like, you let the cartels pay you off. And you, like, write them, a, a you know, a yellow. Give them a warning every once in a while. And, like, you're good. And he's like, no, like that's not right like blah 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 and so like he alienates himself from his co-workers and also from us I'm like yeah man like why are you so mad like chill like he has no chill at all and so and is alone because he fucking alienated all his co-workers so like not reading for him not reading for the other guy I think that this show like without getting too much into it 
And obviously I only watched the first couple episodes, so maybe it gets better. I mean, obviously it does, they have a couple of seasons, but they, they introduce the drug Lord protagonist as like a revolutionary character because he unites the Mexican cartels. They used to be mm-hmm. like in separate tribes, more, more of like a tribe mentality. And he was basically, um, what's the word? Not commune. He was turning it into more of like a corporation, like incorporating them. He was literally like incorporating all the like separate cartels into one. So of random, (laughs) like, right. I mean, I don't know. He was creating like a drug empire. Yes. He was creating a drug empire, which like, I understand, but I think that they should have had him come to that realization in the finale, not in the pilot, because it was sort of like just telling us that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. And and so now here's the solution. And we're like, well, what do you mean? Like, this seems like a lot of work because the problem allegedly was that the plaza system, the tribe system, aka, um, had a shit ton of infighting and like people were just killing each other all the time because there was like all these stupid rivalries going on and so i'm like well well, we should have seen that right Right. like we should have like seen the how bad it was and like introduced just like some endearing drug lord characters that like make alliances and then like betray each other and like all this like crazy stuff so then at the end of 10 fucking hours when this young guy comes in is like hey we need to cut this out like we're about to get in some real, real trouble if we don't like get our act together and like figure out a system. We got to get these drugs into the U.S. We've got to set stand- pricing standards. Like, <laughs> we need to get um, you know, Costco membership card. Like, we got to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, would have made so much more sense to me. Um, but instead, they kind of dropped us into the end of that, and I was like, okay, um. Anyway, it's just really, I did not need to go on a whole rant about that <laughs> that show. Um, no, I mean, I think how, it- How disappointed I was. I think it makes sense. I will say, I feel like my number one, like my number one personal realization is the episode that I thought was bad. Every single person will say like episode six is when it like everything changes and there's this like, like right. I swear it happens with every single show I've ever watched. Like I remember Sons of Anarchy- I stopped watching on episode nine of season one and everybody was like, just watch episode 10. Like, I swear, if you watch episode 10, you won't be able to stop. And like, they were right. Like, it's so wild how like they have to do something so painfully boring or so obvious that then you think like the shows, like it like makes you stop watching. I will say though, uh, Bridgerton did the exact opposite for me. Like it got to where I was like, how is this not the finale? And then I was like, it could have been the finale. I didn't need the last three or four episodes like so who knows I mean it could be like then you just have this big realization and it never like air quotes like hits that peak good again but maybe they did it on purpose but I haven't heard people talk about it as much as I still hear people talking about the original Narcos the original Narcos plus original I feel like spinoffs are so fucking hard like yeah private practice didn't live up to the Grey's potential fear the walking dead didn't live up to the walking dead potential Better Call Saul, like, critically has lived up, I guess, to the Breaking Bad potential, but not, I feel like, fandom. Like, I feel like Breaking Bad is still, like, the number one rated show across, like, every entertainment 
outlet and like Better Call Saul, I think gets a lot of recognition and is acknowledged as a good show, but like is not on that same level. So kudos to them for trying, but didn't make it. No, for sure. And I, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, this is a note that surmises the show a lot. Um, these are quotes and this is one that, um, one of the DEA agents says, I think it was Steve, but imagine you were born in a poor family in a poor city in a poor country. And by the time you're 28 years old, you have so much money. You can't even count it. What do you do? That is Pablo Escobar. (laughs) Um, I don't uh, know what I would do. Shit. Stop complaining about money, I guess. I mean, right, yeah, seriously. In the United States, oh, here's another one. In the United States, the mafia makes witnesses disappear so that they can't testify in court. In Colombia, Pablo Escobar, Pablo Escobar made the whole court disappear. Ooh. <laughs> I know. He has like a little bit of like power, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Well, I have Look, to say, I'm not a rich person. I'm a poor person with money. That was a Pablo quote. I know. I feel like ever I've, it's like when I watch it, if I watch a show that like sticks with me, you know, like one quote will stay with me forever. So I apologize to Sophie and our listeners, but that's like the Don Draper. You never act like someone who knew what to do with money. Yes. Like, I feel like that's such a smart trope that like, I feel like has, has been kind of written out of shows, but like how to tell when someone's new money. And like, we use yeah. it in like a kind of derogatory, like, or a, like we're old money or new money type of way, but like the new, new money screams, old money whispers or whatever the, yeah, 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 the yeah. saying is. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, but, but yeah, so anyway, that is, um, the conclusion of my, my pitch to it's watch added- Marcos, the original. Sounded like a pretty good one. I think that's been one that you've been wanting to pitch since we started the pod. So I'm glad. It's very good. We'll never cover it, but. Um, I mean, never say never, but not not season two or three. Not in the next year. No, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like never say never, but also yeah, we've like, got a few other shows lined up for you guys. Don't you worry. Yes. We've still got some good content to roll out. Correct. Okay. Let me see. This is the theme song, I think. This is this unforgettable vacation. This is an odd. It didn't actually begin here. This memory began. honestly kind of Mad Men vibes I know I was just saying that and I was like I can't I was like I can't bring up Mad Men again but it does feel like like Donna Rogers is gonna cheat on their wife and that's playing on the background yes <laughs> or like Harry's trying to be suave or something right no 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 it's it's Don and Roger are at a um business conference in my in cuba yep, yep. <laughs> there's like these beautiful women and they're both currently married and they're like the walking in and yeah 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 <laughs> and they like don't have old fashions and hand them something yeah, yeah, it's it's the, drink, I'm pretty sure. the women are like, 
for sure could it go to Cuba in the 60s, but definitely like Miami. Mm-hmm. They're in Miami and they're like, we don't make old fashions. And they give him some girly drink and then the music stops and he cheats on whatever wife he's married to. <laughs> oh, God bless. All right. Well, that is all we have. Thank you everyone for joining us. Yes. Thank you. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.